Come, Holy Spirit, take our minds and think with them. Take my lips and speak with them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I grew up in the dawn of the age of television. I remember the day that the television invaded our den. It was a humongous piece of furniture with just a tiny little screen in black and white. Hard to imagine. One of the shows I enjoyed as a child was the Roy Rogers show. Roy Rogers and his wife, um, what was her, Dale Evans, they, they looked so happy at the end of the show and they would always sing, happy trails to you until we meet again. Their smiling countenances hid the fact that Roy Rogers had had a first wife, Arlene Wilkins, who died giving birth to their son, Roy Jr. And someone at the early service told me that Dale Evans and Roy, Roy Rogers had a child that also died at a very young age. I did not know that. Suffice it to say, Roy Rogers, despite the Happy Trails song, and despite riding off into the sunset with Dale Evans, was one who was a man of sorrows, well acquainted with grief, and tears. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus also calls his followers to happy trails. The word that we translate as blessed literally means happy. So Jesus says to those who would follow him, happy are the poor, happy are those who are hungry, happy are those who weep, Seems odd, doesn't it? Happy. Happy to weep. But you see, Jesus called his followers to love deeply. And one thing we know if we've lived very long is that if you love deeply, you will suffer loss. You will suffer pain. It is guaranteed. The great artist Tennessee Williams, the playwright, once went to a cocktail party on the Upper East Side in New York City. I suspect he may have been overserved before he went to the party. <laughs> a young man approached the great artist and he said, Mr. Williams, what does one do to find happiness in life? The great artist looked at the young man and he said, I can answer that with one word, indifference. You see what the great artist was saying is that if you want to live life at the depth of about one centimeter, then you need to make sure that you're indifferent to all the suffering and pain in the world, including your own. Elie Wiesel said very correctly that indifference is the opposite 
of love. Back in the 1970s, my wife Nancy and I joined St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Cahaba Heights. St. Stephen's was located in the neighborhood that we used to refer to as Slabtown. Slabtown was called that because generations of mine workers at the debard Laban mines had taken back slabs from the mines to nail up against their exteriors of their homes to keep the wind out. Slabtown. One of the families we met when we went to St. Stephen's was the Hodges family that lived right across the street. Billy Hodges was an uneducated man. He worked as a maintenance man at the Vestavia Country Club. His son Sammy was the child of promise for the family. Sammy would have become the first graduate from high school in that community. He was a star soccer player. He loved to always be kicking his soccer ball around the parking lot at St. Stephen's. One day, one very tragic day, Sammy and his girlfriend and his first cousin were in a house there in their neighborhood and they found a gun they thought was unloaded. And tragically, Sammy was killed by that unloaded gun. We buried Sammy that Saturday afternoon after his death in the Cobba Heights Baptist Church graveyard that's Caddy Corner across the street from St. Stephen's. And then that Wednesday night, I was at the Eucharist. I was usually there on Wednesday nights and much to my surprise, Billy Hodges at the communion came down the center aisle to receive communion. I'd never seen Billy Hodges in our church before. After the service was over, we all gathered around Billy trying to give our condolences, trying to tell him how sorry we, was, we were for the loss that he had experienced. Tears were running down his face. And he asked us this request. He said, could we all hold hands and pray? And as the tears fell to the floor, Billy Hodges offered a prayer that I will never forget. He said, Father, I thank you for all that you've done in our lives. I thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. I thank you for all that you will be doing in our lives. Amen. Like Billy Hodges, John Claypool was one who knew suffering and grief. His daughter, Laura Lou, died in 1970 of leukemia at 10 years of age. He grieved for that child for 35 years. And the message that many of you probably are familiar with that he learned to give was that life is gift. And the only rational response to a gift is gratitude. And he preached that message for 35 years and helped so many people, including myself. Keith Miller wrote a book back in the 70s called 
Habitation of Dragons. In that book, he talked about a faith group that he was a member of in that church. They would share their faith, faith journeys together. And there was a woman named Alice in the group who never said a word. She just sat silently listening to the others. She was a tall, angular woman, not very attractive. But one night, she got her courage up and she said, you know, I grew up in foster homes and my great hope was that a family would come and adopt me. She said that a family did come and adopt her and she failed to hear the million dollar words that the adoption was conditional. She said she came home one day from school. The house was empty. At the bottom of the stairs was Alice's suitcase, all packed up. She knew what that meant. She said to the group, you know, that happened to me six times before I was 13 years of age. And as the group began to weep for this woman who had been through so much in her life, she said, don't, don't cry for me. That experience is how I learned my need for God. Like Alice, we're blessed, happy when we found our need for God. Our choice in life is not between pain and no pain, tears and no tears. Our choice in life is whether we will love deeply, love at a depth. Our choice is whether we risk to love. And there will inevitably be tears of loss and sorrow. The road to superficial happiness is paved with indifference and it is the opposite of love. In our gospel lesson, Luke tells us that Jesus looked intently at his disciples. He just ignored this multitude of people from Tyre and Sidon and all those other places. And he looked at those who had given up family and friends and home to come and follow him. And he said to them, happy are you who are poor. Happy are you who are hungry. Happy are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. Life is gift. And the only rational response to a gift is gratitude. Christ calls us to his way of love. He calls us to love deeply, even if life has greeted us with our suitcase packed at the bottom of the steps six times. A man who 
lost his four and a half year old son in 1991, wrote these words in 1992. Behind the door is peace, I'm sure, and I know there'll be no more tears in heaven. May each of us open our hearts to the one who lost a child. That son was a man of sorrows, well acquainted with grief. He calls those who would follow in his way of love. He says to, the, to us, happy are those who weep, for they will laugh. He was one who wept at the grave of his friend Lazarus. May each of us turn our hearts to that source of love, the one that we call upon as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.